0: Just how much anticipation is there for the Reds this season? Well, if you ask the locker room for the Reds, quite a bit.
1: You are locked on Reds,
2: your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast
0: Network, your team every day.
1: You. Our Locked On Reds, your daily source for all things Cincinnati Reds. I'm Stephen Offenbaker and my co-host Jeff Carr. You just heard from him. We love baseball. We love these Cincinnati Reds and we have taken our love of the game. We have taken our love for this team in Cincinnati and we have turned it into information for you. Locked On Reds is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And on today's podcast, Jeff and I, we are going to the bullpen and we're bringing in Lucas Sims. That's right. We are joined. Today by Cincinnati Reds relief pitcher, Lucas Sims, who believe it or not is now the longest tenured member of this Cincinnati Reds team. Can you believe that? Uh, when we look that up, Kind of blew me away, but there it is. He is now uh, the aged veteran of the Reds with Joey Votto seemingly departed town for good. Before we get into our conversation with Lucas, I want to shout out the sponsor of today's podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers get $150 back in bonus bets guaranteed when you place any $5 bet. That's right. You can take Jeff's advice on the over and still win $150. Visit fanduel.com com/slash/locked-on to get started today. And without further ado, we are going to dive into our conversation with Reds relief pitcher Lucas Sims. Twenty twenty four has to be one of the most anticipated seasons in Reds country uh, in a long, long time. There, There is a, a, an air of expectation building around this team. Uh, do you feel that? Or, or are you feeling that way heading into now spring training is almost here and we're getting ready to fire baseball up in 2024?
2: Absolutely. Um, you, we noticed it last season at the ballpark. Um, I remember looking at – I want to say it was Luke Maley before one of our games. I think it was a Tuesday, Tuesday game. I don't know, middle of summer, um, and we we're, were going out before the anthem. We're sitting in the dugout, and I kind of like looked around, and and uh, I go, Males, kind of a little bit of a buzz buzz here tonight." And he goes, "Yeah, like you can just sense it. You can sense it from there." And uh, I looked at him. I go, "There hadn't been a, a buzz on a on a Tuesday game in July." Against whoever, um, I, I hadn't seen that in a while here, and so we started sensing it then. And then, um, you know, Reds Fest every year. Um, been, I guess this would be my this would have been my fifth or sixth or seventh, I lose track how many Reds Fest it's been. But but even then, you can see the excitement of all the fans coming through. Um, you know, everybody was talking about how they're looking forward to it, um, and I think come with that comes there is a decent amount of pressure there, but I think, I think this group is so good about, um, staying even keel. Um, you know, even last year, um, you know, we were pretty young nobody ever panicked. There's, there's no panic. Um, you know, we just go about and, and, and play our game, try and play it the right way. Um, you know, play hard, play for each other. And, you know, generally the rest kind of just takes care of itself. So, I know the fans are excited um we're very excited as well you know kind of that Reds Fest too It's right about that time about halfway um get to check in and and see people and um you know everybody seems like they're everybody's fired up and and can't wait to get to spring and and uh you know play our brand of baseball
0: yeah that's something that the moves that the Reds have made this offseason, I think, have added to it because it started back in the summer with uh, Matt McClain getting called up and Elliot of the Cruz getting called up and all these young guys kind of coming together at the same time to add to the core of this team and really show that the Reds can be here for a long time. And then they go out and they sign a bunch of guys coming this offseason. What was your perspective on that? Because like we as fans, we we're like, okay, they they need to go get this and they need to go sign this and maybe trade for this or something like that. You as a player obviously have a different point of view from all of that. How did you feel about the different additions that the Reds made?
2: I'm excited. Um, I think they went out and tried to address um address some, I don't want to say issues, but, um, they went out and looking to improve the, improve the team. Um, I think they did just, just that, um, you know, the, the guys that, that we brought in, um, you know, I had, I have never met them before. Most of them, um, I know Suter a little bit, so I'm um, excited to have him in the fold, but, um, everybody I've talked to has had nothing but great things to say about the people that we've brought in. And, um, you know, I, I watched from, Either TV or, or from the other side of the of the fence, but um, you know, excited to have those guys. I know they're gonna they're gonna help us out a lot, and um, I think they're gonna fit right in. And um, they, you know, a- excited for those guys to be here. And um, you know, it's go time. I think we uh, we expect a lot of ourselves. Um, but we expect to win, so um, fired up to have those guys in the fold with us.
1: You know, Lucas, people that cover the team always make a big deal about number of rookies and they talk about experience versus inexperience. And the Reds have made their living the last few years with rookie debuts. Lots and lots of new faces, debuts, rookies coming up. But with the additions to the bullpen, now there's some bona fide major league experience that is now infused into this bullpen to go along with guys like yourself that had plenty now on on year seven, and you know Alexis is now heading into year three. You've got guys that you know have a little bit of experience behind them now. What kind of difference does that make in a bullpen in a group of pitchers that are showing up to Good Year and and getting their work done to prepare for a season? Does it make it easier to get ready for the season when you don't have Uh, as much rookies and debut and you have this experienced group of veterans?
2: I'd say probably so. Um, There's just more experience. You know, we're always trying to learn, especially myself. I'm always trying to, trying to learn and and improve and um, see how I can advance my game. Um, And, and, you know, you, you start bringing in people that have um, a a lot of experience and, and have had a lot of success in the major leagues it's just another opportunity to learn, kind of pick their brains and, you know, what has kind of made you successful um, and just, you know, kind of expound on that. And then, um, you know, another big part is, is getting to know them as a person. Um, and that, that's another great part about spring is, you know, there's a lot of different faces, a lot of different uh, bodies in there, but, um, you know, sitting down having breakfast or lunch and, um, you know, going out to stretch or going out mm-hmm. to eat or whatever, um, getting to know them as as a person, and then I think that always kind of helps. Um, you know, once you're out there between the lines, um, you know, it makes it it makes it that much easier to to pull for them and you know pull on the same side of the rope for sure.
0: Who's kind of become and, and I know that I had heard on an interview uh, that Brent Suter gave with Lance McAllister that he had said that he had known you a little bit from the Nuxall Miracle League. Uh, banquets and stuff like that over the last few years what's it like bringing a guy like that in that you have a little bit of
2: at least a friendship with where you
0: kind of like dude you're coming in to work with me let's go this is yeah this is yeah be so awesome.
2: I, I saw um i saw when they first the first report came out that he was going to sign with us uh that called him i was in the car uh called him immediately and just told him you know what up teammate uh and, you know he's super happy uh, I was super happy for him super happy to have him as a teammate too um, I've heard nothing but good things uh, you know DJ knows him from his time in in Milwaukee so you know, I stay in, in contact with DJ and um, we're excited to have him um, you know not just as a pitcher but um, you know what he brings for the for the clubhouse and and kind of uh, just a different attitude um, a great attitude but you know a different personality to, to have come in and you um, Yeah, it's exciting for sure.
0: There's a lot more where that came from. But before we get to that, I want to tell you about one of today's sponsors, and that is eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, With all the parts you need and the prices that you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Thanks, as always, for making Lockdown Reds your first listen every single day. For those of you everydayers out there, we have another part to this Lucas Sims interview coming up tomorrow. Going to look back on some memories, including we're going to get a great story about the, the extra detailed version of the sleet game, the freezing rain game that, you know, Lucas Sims had to pitch through. And you remember he was tossing out all the baseballs that the umpire kept throwing to him. Got a lot of fun details coming for you tomorrow on that, but there's plenty more to get to where it comes to the expectations for this season with Lucas Sims coming up here in just a minute. Before we do, wanted to remind you that Locked On has created the first ever 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today brings you the local news with all of the local experts like myself and Steve and the national news from our league shows. Check out the Locked On Sports Today YouTube page, the the 24 seven feed right now, and make sure you subscribe to the first ever 24 seven sports streaming channel, Locked On Sports Today. All right, let's get back to our chat with Lucas. This past off season was your final year of going through the arbitration process and and doing all of that with the Reds. And I know that a couple of years you went to the arbitration hearing with them. And this, this offseason, you came to terms on a new contract before you had to go through that whole process. If you could walk us through that a little bit, because us as fans, like we hear the reports of like Jonathan India is going to go to arbitration with the team. And then we hear reports that, you know, Lucas Sims and TJ Anton and those guys are Tyler Stevenson are avoiding arbitration by signing a contract. What is that process like for you? Because obviously you're in the thick of it. This is about you and the team and how you guys kind of come together on that
2: yeah so um to to keep it pretty simple um after the tender deadline um i guess it was last friday last thursday was the was the deadline Mm -hmm. um anyway so like the reds the team will reach out um generally the day of or the day before and um you know you kind of your agent and the team they do all their homework and say you know, they pull together a couple comps um, who have had similar seasons and kind of all around um, a lot of similarities. And it's just kind of a back and forth. And, um, you know, you're trying to just kind of find that middle ground of, um, you know, where, where you think you're valued at. Um, sometimes there's a sometimes there's big differences. Sometimes there's little. Um, you know, it's, it's all just it's all just negotiations, really. Um, you know, sometimes the the team takes a stance um, and then other times, you know, the, the beauty of it is, you know, if, if, if you can't, then you have a chance to, to go to a hearing and then go in front of uh, three separate people and present your case. And, um, you know, if if it's all great if you win and, and if you lose it, it is what it is. Um, it's definitely unique. Um, you know, each team's different. Um I'm glad we were able to, to come to terms on uh, terms of the contract this year. And uh, now it's just play ball at this point. Yeah. This just is something following that- up
1: on the arbitration piece of it, you know, we've heard stories. Um, Sean Casey tells a great story about his, arbitration experience when Jim Bowden was the general manager in Cincinnati. Um, I forget the, the guy that was a relief pitcher down in Tampa that shared his arbitration experiences. Oh yeah. Uh, Ryan Thompson, I think. Yes. Talking about how, you know, basically the team came in with these stats that he had never heard of before. And, you know, it felt like they stats made him look like he just like, never got a guy out and, you know, made him feel terrible. And, you know, we've seen uh, Corbin Burns in Milwaukee come away with genuine, hurt feelings and, and a strained relationship with the team. Was your arbitration experience, you know, was it acrimonious when you were actually in the hearings? Uh, were you able to come away with it and, and still, you know, feel okay. Uh, versus I as you say, every team's different, so it may not necessarily be the case where the Reds are that aggressive versus say what Tampa did.
2: Yeah. Um, you know, I've actually, I've reached out to, to Jonathan, um just about my experience with it um, with this first time going through um the Reds were the Reds were fine it's 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 most it's just all on the field there was you know you've heard I've heard stories of attacking character and this that and the other and you know it's all Thanks. it's all on the field stuff and and uh, personally just from I can only speak for myself but um, for me it kind of made me look in the mirror a little bit because um, maybe, in the hearing, they said some things that not many people would say or that I wouldn't say to myself or um, to me, it was pretty eye opening is like, all right, you know, obviously I, I haven't reached, you know, anywhere where I want to be anyway, as far as um, accomplishments and goals or whatever. But, you know, you kind of hear some and you're like, all right, you know, here's some things I can maybe improve on um, as a baseball player. I, I thought. It's it's not the greatest thing. I mean, you sit there for it's about four hours. Um, two hours of it are, are great, where <laughs> you present your case and you you're like, yes, this is this is great. I'm I'm the best. And then the other two hours are like, well, you know, you're not as good as you think you are. So, um, you know, I, I I don't know. I'm I'm a glass half full kind of person. So, throughout that process. Um, in retrospect, now it's like, all right, well, you know, I heard some things that maybe were uncomfortable, but I think I'm better because of it now. No, and that
0: makes sense. And I've always kind of wondered coming from the bullpen how do they evaluate that? Because like, I know that for most of us fans, like we start by asking, well, how many saves does the guy have? Do they like knock you? If you don't come in with 30 saves, 40 saves, or is it something where they're able to kind of separate? Do they go on holds or I know that Tampa it's, did the whole meltdowns and all that.
2: Yeah, stuff. It's what? all, it's all unique. I don't huh. know. I, I can't, you know, with 29 other clubs, I have only been through the process with the reds, but, um, yeah everything everybody's different um sure you know it's it's really about your representation and and hoping that they they put together the best case possible and um yeah there's there's so many there's so much that goes into it but um i mean yeah the basic ones are you know era and um, the hold saves leverage index is a big one too um a lot of it just kind of comes down to your role Um, you know what kind of role did you fulfill for most of the season
1: all right we are having a great time with lucas sims i hope you're having a great time too there is plenty more where that came from we're going to dive right back into our conversation with lucas sims right after this you can follow us in between episodes on all of the social media platforms. You can follow me on X at S Offenbaker with two F's. You can follow Jeff at Jeff Carr. That's Jeff with three F's. And you can follow the show at Locked on Reds. Also, make sure you head over to InsideTheReds.com and bookmark that site. Jeff's over there writing about the Reds. I'm over there writing about the Reds. And we're joined by a lot of talented guys also writing about the Reds. James Rapine, audi Elmore, Ricco We're all covering the Reds in written form over at InsideTheReds.com. And don't forget, you can join join our Discord community, uh, where we're talking Reds all the time between episodes. Uh, The link for that is down in today's episode description. You're going to want to get over there. We're talking Reds. We've got channels for the Bengals. We've got off-topic channels, all kinds of stuff for everyone, and we get to talk baseball with you, which is our favorite thing. So head over there to our Discord community. All right, without further ado, let's dive back into our conversation with Reds relief pitcher, Lucas Sims. Uh, What a great conversation we're having with him. Can't wait for you to hear the rest. Here we go.
0: Uh, I know very recently you guys added to the family. I wanted you to tell us a little bit about the newest member of the Sims family.
2: Yeah, we did. We had another little girl, um, on January 3rd, um, nice. brought in the new year. And, uh, yeah. So now me and the dog, we're outnumbered. Uh, me and him, <laughs> uh, we got two boys and now we got three girls, uh, in the family and everybody's doing well. Um, everybody's happy, healthy. And, um, you know, trying to navigate two kids now, but it's it's fun. Everything's going really well.
1: Well, I'm a I'm a girl dad times three, so I can relate to the to the being outnumbered. So all right, yeah, we, uh, buckle buckle maybe I, up, Lucas. Buckle talk. up. Maybe I'll
2: get some pointers. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll take any advice I can get.
1: <laughs> well, what does the rest of the off season look like for you? I, I know that you know once the season ends everybody kind of has a tendency to take a step back from the game and then just outside of baseball what does what does your offseason look lo- look like as far as an ability to kind of unplug and and be lucas sims the guy versus lucas sims the baseball player
2: yes yeah, um really for me it's just about catching up and and catching up on time with family um you know the, the schedule we have it's it's so um you know we make a lot of sacrifices and, and family as well um we're away a lot and Um, so, so really for me in in the off season, it's, it's kind of just, um, just being a dad, being a husband, um, you know, kind of stepping away, trying to slow things down. And then, um, I don't know, then it just starts turning into preparation for the next year. How how do we get better? And, um, you know, I, I, take, I take a little bit of time off. I don't take much, but, um, take a little bit of time off. I still follow. I like watching the postseason. um, follow that. And, um, you know, it's, it's really just kind of about spending time with family and, um, looking forward to spring.
0: Any golf or any, uh, Georgia
2: football games or anything like that? No, no golf. I used, I used to golf. And then the, uh, um, you know, back surgery after in 20 with 22. So golf is on the back burner for now, um, until retirement, but, um, No, hang hang out with family, hang out with the dog. Um, You know, sometimes we travel, we like to travel a good amount. Um, This year, a little bit less with the expecting our second, but uh, it's been good. We came out to Arizona uh, November 1st and uh, we've been out here um, since for the off season.
1: You know, you talk about that back surgery in 2022, and we talked to you in spring training beginning of last year, and you know, you were working really, really hard to get back. And you were, you were coming off obviously a disappointing season where you had that injury and had to have surgery. And, and, and you were, you had you know expressed how hard you were working and we saw the fruits of that. Uh, last season you appeared in a career high 67 games, which also led to a career high 61 innings pitched. How have you felt in the off season, you know, physically after carrying that kind of workload, uh, the biggest workload of your professional career in 2023?
2: I felt really good. I felt really strong. I felt, um, you know, I, you prepare to pitch through the through the World Series. That's that's your ultimate goal. Um, so I still felt like I, I, I was still ready to to keep it going. Um, but you know, once the season does ultimately come to an end, um, you know, it's time to kind of rest. Um, just kind of like ease into. It. I, I do like some easy movement stuff, some some yoga and Pilates, but I, I don't I don't really step on the gas per se um you know i just i need to keep it moving in october just some even just light catch um you know just into a net or just something easy just to keep the body moving keep it uh keep it loose and then you know once it's time to ramp up it's not so much of a shock to the system it's more of okay you're able to kind of keep that base um and and then kind of build the build the base, build the motor per se. Um, and, you know, kind of get in training uh, a little bit more.
1: When you look back at that 2023, again, a career high in appearances, a career high in innings pitched coming off of an injury, you know, that has to be immensely satisfying to battle your way back. When you look at that 2023, what aspects of your game were you the most satisfied with and what areas were areas that you would have liked to have been better areas to focus on and work on and get better at.
2: I think, um, I think I was pretty, pretty proud of uh, my availability. Um, I feel like I was able to bounce back really well. A, a lot of that comes with experience of knowing, you know, what I need to do. Um, I've learned, I've learned on, or I've, I've learned from teammates in the past, um, older guys, guys who have had experience. I've, I've been able to learn from them. Um, you know, kind of what it takes to to be ready to take the ball as often as you can. Um, There's also kind of the, there's a mentality to it too where, um, you know, you're not going to feel great every day but um, being able to have that kind of realistic talk with yourself and be like, you can do it. Dig deep. You know, it's, um, there's kind of a mentality to it. Um, You know, it's not just me. We had a, we had a bunch of guys that, that took a lot of pride and um, being available to take the ball, wanting to take the ball, um, you know, not shying away from that. Uh, guys asking to pitch, and um, it's kind of just the kind of the culture that we kind of created through there. Um, you know, super proud to be a part of that group. Anybody, I guess, that maybe followed my season, followed the Reds, probably, they're probably glaring obvious. Is limiting free passes. Um, you know, some of it was situational where. you you come in and maybe maybe the next guy on deck is probably a better candidate a better matchup per se um you know you kind of have a base open where you're able to pitch around but then there was also some i call them boneheaded um whether lack of focus or whatever it may be um you know trying to attack the zone more um kind of limit those free passes and um you know we kind of we kind of got a saying down the pen it's uh we're just trying to get off the field as fast as possible We just say get off the field and um the less pitches generally the better um get off the field you're able to bounce back more um and be more available to pitch so um limiting those pitches and limiting those free passes are something that we've been training a little bit this off season and um kind of been an emphasis for this upcoming season
0: really appreciate lucas giving us some of his time and getting to talk with us a lot i mean really anticipating the season plus we've got some great stories that he looks back on coming up on tomorrow's episode part two of our conversation with lucas make sure you don't miss that and don't miss anything that we've got coming for you as we lead in to spring training subscribe on your favorite podcasting app and right here on youtube because we've got new content coming for you every single day because we are locked on reds every single day